The second week in Advent, we are listening to a familiar story from Matthew chapter 3, where John the Baptist announces the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only are we remembering John the Baptist, but today it's a baptism Sunday here at Shepherd, where we are celebrating bringing more children into God's family. So we'll be talking about the themes of baptism and how our baptism today is actually a little different than John the Baptist's baptism, and how the gifts of God that cover us in Jesus' righteousness carry us through this life and into eternity with him. In those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, he is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. People from Jerusalem and from all of Judea and all over the Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptize, he denounced them. You brood of snakes, he exclaimed, who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, for I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. Well, John the Baptist certainly had an emotional message to tell the people that came out to listen to him. And it's important because he was sending a message that the Messiah was coming. He was on the way. Soon God's favor would be once again uh, evident and visible in the land of Israel. But God's people were rejecting that messenger. They were ignoring the words of John the Baptist. They weren't ready to see and recognize the Messiah when he came. So John the Baptist is saying, look, your lives aren't lining up with what you say you believe. The the promises that you've been given for generations are not going to produce in you the readiness to, 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 to celebrate and to receive the Savior. Jesus is about to start his ministry. He is coming and he will come bearing gifts of the Holy Spirit. He will also come again with with fire to end all all of, to end time and bring about judgment day. This this fiery and and emotional message is one that he, he often leveled personal accusations against these religious leaders who weren't living up to the lives that they preached. And so when we come across this text, we hear the story of a man who's in the wilderness shouting about the coming of the Savior, trying to, 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 to speak to ears that weren't hearing that Jesus was on the way. There's a couple of details, though, I want to focus on today as we, as we talk about what it means to be baptized into this family of God. You see, John the Baptist was speaking with people, trying to bring them about to a place of repentance, a place of being ready to be transformed by God, a place where they recognized the need for God to work change in their lives. He was baptizing with a baptism of repentance. That is a baptism that was an outward gesture of this change in their heart that they would recognize God's work in them and strive to live a life more in line with his promises. But then he also says that Jesus is coming and he is coming with the Holy Spirit. And that's what he will baptize you with in the future. 
You and I receive that promise. You and I hear from the Son of God that speaks to us today and promises the gift of the Holy Spirit. In baptism, where we are baptized with water, the word of God is combined as a promise with this physical element of water at the command of Jesus. And it communicates, it delivers, it's the vehicle by which God gives us his gifts. The Holy Spirit, which is poured out upon us in that baptism, we are joined into God's family. We are reborn as a member of his family. And that becomes our primary identity, even going further and deeper than our human family. And as a child born into God's family, we are forgiven. We are washed clean of our sin. We are justified. We are spoken by God to be clean, to be pure, to be holy. When God says words, things happen. And the word he speaks over us at baptism is, you are mine. I have forgiven you. I've washed you clean. Nothing can take you away from me. Throughout the Bible, there's this image we have of coverings. In the earliest book of the Old Testament in Genesis, when Adam and Eve are sin, have sinned and they're embarrassingly running away from God, they try to cover themselves because they know that they're not worthy to be seen by God in their just uh, naked state. And God gives them actual better coverings made of animal skins that we read about in those opening chapters of the book of Genesis. And as we walk through the rest of the Old Testament, we understand that when people come face to face with God, they must be covered and protected because they are not worthy to experience God without something separating them from him at a distance. And that distance is caused by our sin. And yet in baptism, a covering is given to us that was first worn by Jesus. The covering of his righteousness, that is his perfect living, his identity as God's perfect son is given to you and I as God's perfect children in baptism. We understand that God came in history, as Pastor Allen reminded us last week, and that historical moment of Jesus' birth foreshadows the promise that we have of rebirth into God's family through baptism. So if you've been baptized, rejoice because you've been covered by Jesus' righteousness. And if you haven't been baptized, come come send us an email. Give us a call. Let's talk to you about receiving God's promises that are yours through his gift of baptism. Today, as we welcome new members into our Christian family, the, the global universal family of God's children here on earth through baptism, I invite you and I, and I implore you to celebrate that baptismal truth of being God's child as well. In Jesus' name, amen.